Make your tactical rifle tactical and accessorize it with the latest gear from GunTech USA. Family owned and operated, GunTech USA manufactures tactical accessories for AR 15 and AR 308 platform style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality accessories for American shooting sports' favorite rifles. Choose GunTech USA for pistol grips, flash hiders, tactical scope mounts, slings, compensators, iron sights, and more. Keep your AR rifle cool under fire with GunTech USA's new free floating handguards. To locate a dealer near you or to check out their vast selection of parts, accessories, and gun tech swag. Visit GUNTECUSA.com. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or have it done, make your tactical rifle tactical. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech USA, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment, the National Rifle Association, and the Wounded Warrior Project. Online at GUNTECUSA.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for 27 years and counting. It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios, with Mike and his team from the Arms Room. Conceal and carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear and more. You'll get it all right here, and you can connect with these guys right now. Call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now, here's Mike. Welcome to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from SHOT Show 2018 here in our mobile Caltech studios. Here we are. Mobile. This this place. Uh, love this place. It's got love wheels. Love this place. It's got wheels. It's got wheels. It does have wheels. It's got spinners. It's got spin- with, the, with all the mobile here, this, this might remind Kevin of some of the mobile homes in Alabama. Not that Kevin ever lived in one. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that in Alabama, there's a big mobile home community that you're familiar with. The manufactured home industry does not appreciate your ridicule. Oh. Are they a sponsor? Not right now. Yeah, not worried about it. Okay. <laughs> not worried about it. But if you keep talking like that, they're never going <laughs> yeah, to be neither. That's, that's right. Uh, hey, listen, we promised to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. My name is Mike. I'll be your host for the next couple of hours here. Let me uh, let me go around the room. Let me introduce my fellow patriots. Uh, on my right, the right-hand man, the great, 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 great grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Dr. Corbett. Ah, good to be back. Good to be back. How are you doing, sir? Uh, my feet are killing me already. Yeah, day one. Day, day one, and your feet are killing you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's it. You, 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 you gotta you gotta learn to wear comfortable shoes. Oh and, yes. And then bring a second pair of comfortable shoes because the first one are still gonna hurt. Or more. <laughs> or more. Where did you learn that? Where did I learn that? You at know, the shot show. I learned that in the shot show. Uh, I, I, learned I, at the shot I, show. I think I told him that. And where did you learn that? He did. From another friend at the SHOT Show. And we think, well, hold on, let me go around the room a little bit further here. On my left, the uh, legal ninja, the courtroom assassin. Please welcome back, Mr. Kevin Maxwell. Thank you, Michael. We we did learn that, uh, and it was kind of eye-opening when Earl said it to me. You know, you should bring a second pair of shoes. Well, I was wearing, you know, sneakers, you, you know, or, you know, different brands I wear, whatever happens to come along, and never thought, oh, wow, maybe I need a second pair of sneakers. Obviously, in the Army, we go on these, uh, you go to the field, you go on these road marches, you always took two pair of boots, because you knew you were going to get hot spots on one, and then you trade over to the other, and give yourself a little bit of relief. Never, ever thought about doing it with, with sneakers, and then Earl said it, and it was like, it was like, uh, you know, mind blown. Duh. Yeah, I, re- yeah, I remember yeah. when Earl watched me. 
drop my pack, take my <laughs> shoes off, pull out my Crocs, put my Crocs on my feet, and he went, God, I wish I had thought of that. <laughs> yeah. You know what those holes well, are for maybe, in Crocs, right? Yeah, right down a Croc. The canvas ones. So you can watch your dignity ooze out yes, as you're wearing Yeah, yeah but, but they are so comfy. comfortable. They are comfy. I'll they give you so that. Comfy. They are comfy. They are comfy. I'm told. I'm told. <laughs> yeah, he, don't he lie. just won't admit he's yeah. got a pair he wears He's got a pair, pink pair at home, yeah. Uh-huh. Bright orange, maybe. Yeah. I do, and I use them to uh, to smash bugs with. That's, that's it. <laughs> hey, it works. Get yeah. the job done. Yeah, exactly right. Well, we're here at uh, Shot Show 2018. We've got uh, we got plenty of new people we're going to be sitting down and talking to. We've got plenty of old friends that are joining us. In fact, we're going to bring in our our first friend that we've had on the program several times before, and we should be having him back on the program several times more coming soon. Please welcome back Kirk Chelberg from Ideal Concealed or the Cell Phone Pistols. Hey guys, how are you today? Thanks for having me on. We're we're doing great. Now we're we're only uh, about uh, what almost through the first day of this, and I know you've been here before. This is your first time having a booth, though. Yes, it is. How is this working for you? How's your experience going so far here? Our experience is fantastic. Um, a lot of it, of course, because we're new, but people have been seeking us out, and um, we've had just a great, great reception. That's that's wonderful. What's the uh, what's the crowd's been like in there for you? The crowd has been good for me. Some people thought it was a little bit slow because we're on the first level, but from what I understand, people work the top level first and kind of work their way down tomorrow. So we're looking forward to a good crowd tomorrow. We've had um, good response today ourselves, though. Yeah, that's that's typically what you see at Chacho is because that's the the second floor is where you know the, the big giant you know mega displays are from uh, from the industry. You know, our good friends over at Keltec, I think they've got something like twenty booths that are put together in one yeah, all, and there's bigger ones the than place. that yeah it's, it's absolutely ridiculous um, and that's where the main entrance is yeah. uh, you know coming in on the second floor when you come from the from the the hotel side that's the main entrance the land side dropping off of cars is first floor so uh, it's it's great now if you're already seeing the crowd down there on the first floor and other people are complaining that it's not that great well that's because you got a better product <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> a, that's the reason right there it could be. Well, the new the newness of it is very uh, attractive to people, and also it's just something that a lot of folks have, have seen and have, have seen videos of and heard us talk about on the air. But when they actually get to hold it in their hand, that's what they're looking forward to and why they're coming down. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Now, what do you, what do you have down there for those that uh, tell us? Well, let's go back through. We got uh, we got some time left. Tell us about the product. Tell us tell everybody what the cell phone pistol is. A cell phone pistol, uh, quite simply, is a, a pistol that folds up to the shape of an ordinary smartphone. Um, like a Galaxy S6 with an OtterBox case is almost identical in size and shape. And so we have a double-barrel Derringer and a folding handle so that you can easily conceal a pistol without having the uh, traditional print. Right. And that's something that a lot of folks are interested in primarily just because, especially in today's day and age, you don't know. If people are pro-gun or anti-gun or hate people who are pro-gun, so you want to keep your uh, self-concealed, your pistol concealed, and, and folks that think have an issue with that, uh, not everybody, of course, a lot of people are proficient at it, but a whole lot of folks have gone out and got the permit and found out it's, it's, it takes a little bit of work and practice to get used to conceal and carry. Right. And in this instance, too, there's a lot of professionals, especially realtors and those kind of folks that will really appreciate the uh, ability to conceal this in plain sight that was the idea behind it it, it looks uh, very much like an ordinary smartphone so basically kind of disappears hides itself in plain sight there are listen absolutely special circumstances where it's difficult to conceal I, I, you know, I think exactly like you mentioned you know let's say you got the realtor you know the, the professional woman professional man the guy that's wearing the you know the shirt and tie 
and and he's he's showing off a showing off a house. Well, you, you can't you can't really conceal, Kevin. You know this. It's hard to conceal when you're wearing that shirt tie without the without the suit coat over it. You know where where right. do you put it? Um, this is the kind of thing where yeah, you just you know okay, it's, it looks it's a cell phone. It's their second cell, you know. Or leave the original, leave the real cell in the car and just carry this one, you know, if if you wanted to. But listen, it's very common again today to have two cell phones on you, depending on the job, depending on the work, you know, how many silver, some any cell phones you need to carry. So yeah, it hides in plain sight, and that's the beautiful part about it. I'm looking forward to them because of the the, the times when it's really, really, really difficult to carry a gun. And I'm thinking a lot of like sporting activities. I can always drop a phone in my in my you know my gym shorts pocket. And, and, and continue with what I'm doing there, rather than trying to, you know, slap a, you know, compact Glock somewhere on me. This is just that's it. It's the cell phone. It's perfect and it's ideal. Uh, well, I guess that's why you call it ideal conceal, right? Yeah, that kind of makes a, sense, doesn't it? Uh, what's that? That kind of makes sense. Yeah, doesn't yeah it? Ex- exactly. Well, you know, he didn't come up with that idea as on his own. So. <laughs> <laughs> Unlimited data yeah, plan. There you go. There you go. Uh, hey, we got we a couple more seconds. We're coming in here from Shot Show. We get back. I want to talk to you about. The problems, Kirk, you had to deal with with the media and then with the ATF when this all started. Not that there were any issues with ATF, but the the, the hype. The, the, the what, protocol what, 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 what that you process. had to go through. Yeah, 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 exactly right. So stick around, folks. We are coming to you live here from the floor on SHOT Show 2018 Las Vegas. And uh, we'll be back after the break. This is no ordinary shotgun. Not with innovative dual-tube magazines that hold a dozen 12-gauge rounds, plus one in the chamber. And in the one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, the ordinary tactical shotgun became obsolete. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey, Mike, ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, handguards, iron sights, and more. 
Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now, here's Mike. The following segment is brought to you by Next Level Training. Check out Next Level Training and the CERT, S-I-R-T, training pistol at nextleveltraining.com. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Mobile Caltech Studios. We are here at SHOT Show 2018. This place is this place is amazing. This place is great. Every year, just phenomenal. I know I'm not going to see it all, but I got to try. Listen, Kevin, uh, you uh, you pulled the map out earlier today. You've had a full day, day and a half here uh, of, of the uh, several, what do we got here? It's 5,000 vendors. Kurt, do you remember what they, what they tell you when you signed up? How many vendors they got here now? I don't remember, but there's a ton of folks. Uh, of, yeah. of the 5,000 or so vendors here, Kevin, how many did you get to see? 40. 40. Got to see 40. <laughs> and I ran. <laughs> yeah. I ran the whole way. I ran. It's, 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 I'm going to it's the little electric cart tomorrow. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm just going to. Me, me. Move bowling, it. Bowling people over. I, I keep saying they need to, uh, they need to make this longer shot show just so you could see about half of it. That's it. They estimated you have about 20 seconds for each booth if you want to try and see all of them. And that's if you're here all day. Nine to five uh-huh. every every hour, and I wonder if that includes the the side rooms, the banquet rooms, the ballrooms. I wonder if that includes any of those. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But you can't yeah, eat the or pee. Yeah. Is you just, yeah. just just it's a marathon. There is a oh you know what we got time yeah let's tell the story. Uh, we're, Kirk we're gonna we're gonna come in and we're gonna we're gonna talk about the some of the process and the problems we had but 
we just I just found out that there's a sign in the bathroom that's there because of uh, something happened something, two years ago. Something that may or may not I have been involved in two years ago here at Shot Show. Uh, I was uh, I was walking in. I was walking. Earl and I were walking down in the law enforcement section. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I don't remember who noticed it. You, you noticed it. I noticed it. Uh, um, Steven Seagal was walking through. Yes. And Earl was kind of near the pack, maybe a little bit towards the rear, and and said it. And I was in the front, just passing by, just trying to get around the crowd. And I heard Steven Seagal say, Mr. Steven Seagal say, uh, hey, I've got to go to the bathroom. And so I, I quick, because he was, he was traveling with his entourage and his bodyguards, I quick ran into the bathroom across the hall, the one right across from the law enforcement. And it's not one of them giant bathrooms. There were three urinals. Three urinals. So I go in there and I stand right in the center urinal, right there. You know, the un- making it uncomfortable. Somebody's going to have to stand either side of me. His team comes <laughs> in and they sweep the place, and they're kind of looking around, and I'm I'm just not moving. I'm just you know like I'm urinating, so I'm standing right here. Steven Seagal came in. Uh, he stood next to me on the left side, and I waited till he was you know just into his process. And I, I, that, that I, you were, you were, you could tell by the sound. Yes, by the sound, by the sound. There's a barrier and all that. Uh-huh, it, it, uh-huh. And, but knowing it was who he was, I kind of leaned over towards him and I said, "Hey, nice watch." And, <laughs> <laughs> there is now a sign. Yeah, and he went. He made a. He made a. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, and you know, knowing that I'd gotten him, and but now there's a sign in the med room. Kevin, Kevin it, pointed it, it out. It says. You're not allowed to do that. It's a big X across, you yeah. know, standing next to somebody else at the other urinal and saying, And it says exactly. Nice watch. Yeah. With the big X, you can't say nice watch. <laughs> somebody in there. So. Well, here, I thought you flooded the bathroom. That's another one that's on there. Yeah. No, that one wasn't me. That one wasn't me. Oh, no, me. that's exactly what happened because Steven Seagal stuck his head in the toilet. Yeah. That's yeah. A, why would he stick his head in the toilet? <laughs> no, your He's, head. Oh, He's my stuck head. Yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a, uh, the old swirly routine, right. I get it. The uh-huh. old gimmick uh-huh. going on there. I'm going to suffocate. No, I'm going to flush it in a minute. Just don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, let's get back to the topic at hand here. We're, uh, Kirk's joining us again from cellphonepistol.com. The ideal conceal. This is the pistol that looks like a cell phone gun you can hide in plain sight. Kirk, when this first came out, you got all kinds of resistance from the media, and and even Except what did they us. say? There's there's no way the ATF's going to approve this, and so you had to go through quite a process. To, to get to the point you're at now. Tell us tell us how that was. Well, that's correct. And actually, it was quite a surprise to me because our plan for the pistol, you know, very standard protection, self-protection. It's not uh, never intended to be anything that would be used negatively. But, of course, at the time, we had uh, quite a bit different administration. Oh, in, yeah. yeah and um, the press was following their lead. And, of course, anything to do with guns or gun owners or especially new products like mine was essentially evil to start with until you proved it otherwise. And so, yeah, we got a lot of negative media right out of the gate with um, just basically fear, fear of something they don't really know or understand. Well, that's it. It was a brand-new product. And they, you would have thought that with this – two-shot Derringer, you would be able to go out and assassinate the president with it, is, is what they were, were talking about. Oh, my God, cops are going to be killed with this constantly. Um, no, this is still a firearm. There's still going to be a process. You still have to buy it. You still have to go through a background check and qualify to get the gun. Uh, what, what happened with the ATF when you uh, contacted them just to clarify whether or not this was a Type 3 or Class 3 weapon because of its you know concealability? Well, it's kind of interesting. Because of all the media hype and... Um the product going viral essentially all around the world, the ATF actually contacted me 
and said, uh, you know, the guy said, well, I only have two questions for you. He said, can it be fired in a closed position? I said, no. He said, is it uh, the barrel rifled? I said, yes. And he said, then it's a pistol. Um, even since then, of course, we've gone through uh, the voluntary classification process right. to put everybody's mind at ease, and it is officially now uh, in paper classified as a pistol. That's wonderful. That's perfect. Now, now down, you're down on the floor down here. Are are you uh, meeting a lot of dealers? You're meeting a lot of distributors. Are they coming over? Or is this looking like it's a like it's going to be a good big deal? Yeah, our booth has been just run over with folks. So um, I think what's happening is people are seeing it and then sending their friends or whatever. Because yeah, yeah we've had uh, at times I've had six across and two deep standing at the booth. So it's been great for us. That's wonderful. Now, have you published a your your prices? What they're going to be for people so they can uh, they can purchase them? Well, the MSRP or suggested retail set by the by each individual dealer. Um, we are a wholesaler, so we work through dealer network, and the dealers will set their own prices. I mean, I've heard everything up to 700. We're hoping that people keep it under 500 because we're more intent on on folks owning them than somebody making a bunch of money off a few of them. We'd rather have less money made and more of them get out because we really feel. That self-protection is something that's just super important to everybody, and and we want to be a part of that. That's a huge deal. Listen, it's 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 a natural right. We don't we understand that it. it's an enumerated right in the Constitution, uh, and and wanting everybody to be able to afford something to so they can protect themselves is huge. It says a lot about you. Says a lot about the company that it's it's about getting this product out there so people can protect themselves and not about making a million dollars off of one product. You know, maybe you make a you make a dollar off a million products, and you know that's a dollar per product for each million you'll get there eventually just not on the first gun so yeah our sense our sense is and, and i may be wrong but i mean there are a lot of people who are very avid carriers that's fine there's also i think a ton of folks who've gone in got the permit went through the process went to the local dealer they set them up with some kind of a pistol holster combo and they just haven't carried they either didn't carry it successfully or felt uncomfortable carrying a quote-unquote pistol um, and depending on your profession, I can see why. So this is something that people are going to be able to carry with ease, and basically if anybody catches a glimpse of it, it's not going to look any different than a cell phone. We have actually have set it on the table um, during different lunches and, and et cetera, and nobody in the restaurant or wait staff or anybody ever even noticed it because cell phones have basically become, well, invisible. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. They're sitting there, and bigger and bigger. I mean, you got you got huge ones, tablet-sized ones now, and, I mean, that's not nowhere near what, what the – what the pistol is, but like you said, they become invisible. It doesn't matter how big or how small they are at this point. Uh, they're right there. Uh, Kevin, you're carry the, what, the the let's call it the executive carry. You dress up every day. You have to you have to wear the suit and tie. Yes. Something you you see in your business. Obviously, you're not gonna be able to take it into the into the courthouse or the chamber, the judge's chambers. But in, in the in the suited community, I think it's gonna be a great idea. I think that you, what you're gonna find is. It's going to become part of the daily carry of people that that have to dress for work, have to wear a suit. But if you're a service provider, you know you you go out and do house calls. You know you're a, you're a, a a bug man or a satellite dish guy. You you put a phone carrier on your right on your belt and you snap this into it. It's not going to make anyone's that you're doing business with uncomfortable. It's simply just going to be completely innocuous. It, it'll be no more threatening than somebody wearing a baseball cap. It's just not going to make a big deal. It's going to be hidden in plain view. It's going to be an ideal concealment. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It's a, 
it's it's one of those you don't have to have that conversation when you have this. You don't have to have that conversation. What is with, that? What is that? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a gun. Well, I'm not afraid of guns. You don't you don't even have to have that conversation anymore. You can go about carrying your pistol and and, and protecting yourself. Now, if you go to someone's house and they say, no, no, you can't come in with your cell phone, you probably don't want to do right, business right. with them anyway. It's the, they got other stuff going on. Yeah. Kirk, where can everybody uh, follow what you're doing and see what the product is? Check us out on CellPhonePistol.com. CellPhonePistol.com, CellPhonePistol.com. If you're a dealer, you want to see them, go on that website. There's links for you to, to check into as well. This is this is this is it. I'm telling you, I, I think it's hit a shot show. I think it's oh it. yeah. I think yeah. it's hit. Uh, Kirk, thanks for joining us. Uh, we look forward to having you back on the program again soon. Until we see uh, see you next time. Again, stay safe. Thanks for again for for joining us. And uh, folks, we'll be back uh, after the break. Cracked sidewalks and parking areas are a liability. Lawsuits are filed daily over trip and falls. Repair your sidewalk, driveway, or parking lot with Seal Coat Florida. Make your concrete or asphalt look new again. Seal Coat Florida patches, stripes, and resurfaces parking lots, walkways, and driveways. Seal Coat Florida has free estimates, flexible work schedules, and professional service. Call Seal Coat Florida at 321-385-SCFL. Online at sealcoatflorida.com. Seal Coat Florida, a proud sponsor of the Second Amendment and Arms Room Radio. Make your tactical rifle tactical and accessorize it with the latest gear from GunTech USA. Family owned and operated, GunTech USA manufactures tactical accessories for AR 15 and AR 308 platform style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality accessories for American shooting sports' favorite rifles. Choose GunTech USA for pistol grips, flash hiders, tactical scope mounts, slings, compensators, iron sights, and more. Keep your AR rifle cool under fire with GunTech USA's new free floating handguards. To locate a dealer near you or to choose, Check out their vast selection of parts, accessories, and gun tech swag. Visit GUNTECUSA.com. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or have it done, make your tactical rifle tactical. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech USA, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment, the National Rifle Association, and the Wounded Warrior Project. Online at GUNTECUSA.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for 27 years and counting. Hey, everybody, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. This is Kevin with Arms Room Radio. Need a lawyer? Need a gun? Need some legal advice? This is Earl with Arms Room Radio. You need some knowledge about firearms? Guess where you look. Make sure you check us out this week on Arms Room Radio, or you can check us out anytime at armsroomradio.com. If you miss it, you will never forgive yourself. Well, you might forgive yourself. Tune in to Arms Room Radio every Sunday night from 8 to 10 on News Radio 1025 WFLA. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now, here's Kevin. This segment of Arms Room Radio is brought to you by GunTech USA. For tactical excellence, check them out online at guntechusa.com. That's G U N T E C USA.com. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the 2018 Shot Show. We are on the floor here in in Las Vegas, and uh, we got a great guest with us. Uh, you know, we, we've uh, we've recruited. We met him last year briefly. He was running through Radio Row. I got a handshake and a photo. And this year, uh, I got an email and a phone call, and we got him sitting here behind the desk with us. Uh, 
please uh, please welcome Tim Kemp, Tim Kennedy to the program. Ah, hey, thanks for having me. How, how are you doing? How's Shot Show going for you? Dude, I uh, first day I walked 12.6 miles according to my phone. Right, right. Um, <laughs> I was I was breaking down the day into 15 or 30 minute segments. Okay. And uh, and by the end of the day, I felt like I got hit with a freight train. And I sounded like I was, I was a water buffalo with a harpoon through its lungs. <laughs> so I think that that sums up my first day. That's a, that's yeah, that's that sounds about right. That sounds about right. And that was probably not even here. That was probably we just walking back and forth. Yeah, that was, the that, was, that was to the to the after hours parties. Yeah. That for us anyway. That's we did the twelve miles <laughs> of the after hours parties. Uh, Tim, for those that aren't, aren't familiar with you, listen, you you, you probably recognize Tim from. Uh, he's on currently on Hunting Hitler TV show and uh, from the book Chosen about your. Uh, Quest journey becoming a special forces uh, soldier. soldier. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's let me jump back there for a minute. You joined or ended up in the recruiter's office September 11, 2001. Yeah. What were you doing before that? Uh, I wanted to be in the FBI, okay. uh, but I was really just a piece of shit. Okay. Um, right. I uh, was in grad school. I wanted to be a forensic psychologist. I wanted to. There was a serial killer in California named Rex Krebs okay. at the school I was going to in my hometown. And um, I thought that was like the the embodiment, the personification of evil. Right. Uh, and then I, you know, sitting behind a desk and watching some planes slam into a building kind of opened your eyes and opened my eyes to, right. to the different forms that evil could take. Right. And um, and I wanted to go find the people that did it and kill all of them. Uh, September 12th, you knew uh, wanted to be special forces or just ended up in the recruiter's office and went for guidance? I walked into the, into the recruiter's office. I said, I want to be a, a Navy SEAL, special forces sniper, airborne <laughs> Halo Ranger. Right, right. You know, <laughs> the guy just like smiled and laughed and, um, you know. Slow down, Tiger. Yeah. <laughs> Slow down, Tiger. Figure it out. So um, from from then until, uh, I'm, I'm assuming, did you go to infantry school first? They send you through there? Or did you yeah. Go through? Yeah, I came in as 11 Bravo, got my Blue Corps. They went to airborne school, airborne school. Um, to a special operations preparation course called right. SOPC. Right. There to selection, selection to the Q course, Q course to seventh group, seventh group to the SIF, SIF to uh, you know worldwide right. freedom given right. Right. one pull it, trigger pull at a time. How long was it from the from that day in the recruiter's office until your first deployment on the ground? A year and a half. A year and a half. See that that quick. Yeah. That quick. Was it the was it the uh, the 18 X-ray program at that point yet, or was it? Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, I was a college athlete. Right. I already spoke Spanish. Right. Um, so from everything went real fast for me. Right. You know, there, you know normally it's about two and a half years yeah. for a guy to go to get to a team. Um, and uh, for, for me, you know, I was able to skip a lot of, not skip, but right. blow through a lot of phases of training. And I would, I would finish a course on a Friday and I'd start on a Monday. And that was just luck. Yeah. You right. Know, a lot right. of times you have to wait months to get to the next Absolutely. one. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and it was just, I got, I got lucky. Very nice. Very nice. Now, how did you get featured in the book chosen? How did that come about? Dick couch was, again, it was just luck. He, he showed up at Fort Bragg, North Carolina. You know, he was a former Navy SEAL and, um, he had connections, you know, up to the white house. Right. Um, and more, most powerful appointed people in government, especially on the DOD side. Right. Um, at that time to include the secretary of defense. So he had unlimited access in a lot okay. of ways, and, and he is a very pro-military guy, and they had faith in, in how he could write and what he would write. Um, we are in a time – we are almost in a crisis where at the beginning of the war, Green Braves were dying faster than we could train them. Right. And um, we could not – you know, the, 
that the song only a, a few Green Berets will remain standing at the end of the selection process right. through the Q course. You know, there's a hundred show up and yep. you know earn three earn the Green only Beret. Only three earn a Green Beret, correct? Yep, uh, yep. That's that's true. Yeah. And but that that's with a population of a hundred people that you can um, that are qualified applicants to become right. Green Berets, and right. that number's ever shrinking. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know that. Re- Recruiting just a qualified soldier is hard enough. Right. Finding a qualified Green Beret to go through the process is super challenging, and uh, especially when they're dying on the other end of it. Right. And, and prior to that, it was um, it wasn't recruiting from the outside. It was uh, you know somebody with four six years and wearing stripes on their sleeves was the one that was recruited. Yeah. And then I guess the government, uh, Army, DoD, whoever it was created that the 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 nineteen X or excuse me eighteen X rate pipeline program yeah. where you could come in from the outside and go in. Yeah. So. I guess that fills the gaps. I guess there's pros and minuses, or excuse me, pros and cons to that. But uh, when you need bodies, you need bodies. You yeah. Know? And, and you get, get your qualified people, and you, you know, continue your mission. Yeah. Uh, all right. Since since that point, you've you've, uh, you've involved in a couple of projects since then. You've got this hunting Hitler thing. How did you get involved with uh, the TV show Hunting Hitler? I mean, because of the military. You know, they they, they needed somebody that had hunted humans before. So right. I had done that. I uh, could speak Spanish that had been to South America and had contacts there that could fly drones and right. that were, were familiar with ground penetrating radar. Okay. That's okay. pretty much an SF guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and specifically a seventh group guy. Right. Gotcha. You know, so that was like me and, and like a whole bunch of my friends. Okay. Um, and then they just, you know, grabbed me and, right. Right. and uh, sent me down <laughs> to try and find Nazis in South America. Uh I don't want to, I don't, you know, listen, the show's still running, you know, you're, I think it's in the third season now. I don't want to give away any super endings. Uh, yeah, good. This is real. This is real. It's, it's, it's real. The, the investigators, Mike Simpson, you know, he's another right. special forces guy. Um, Lenny DePaul, he, he has been a U.S. Marshal right. for 30 years, former Secret Service. Um, real historians, and you know, it is a television show. Yeah, it is. Um, but there's no script. There's nothing. We go. We have investigators kind of get there before we get there. Right. They, they start nosing around. They give us information. We land and we go straight to work. Right. And then you, what you see on on TV is kind of like the the highlights in the story that we're trying to tell of did or could have Hitler gotten out right escaped you know it's it's possible as a listen amateur well not amateur military historian just from you know all the years of army training and everything we ever had to do I've always thought it was rather convenient that he died from suicide in there you know the, you, and I understand it the world needed Hitler dead at that point yeah uh, they they really did. Our and, government needed him dead. Yeah, yes. And, and, the Russians and, needed him dead. Everybody everybody you know? needed him dead. We had we had Tojo. We had him. You know, we we could do what we wanted on the other side of the world. But uh, and, and the emperor, you know, Hirohito. But this we needed him dead, and yeah. it, it worked out too well. And now with the advancements of forensic sciences and everything else, everybody else sits around and says, "What happened?" Yeah, yeah, it yeah, just yeah. doesn't yeah. add it up. Doesn't add you up. Know? Yeah. And any investigator that looks at um, the evidence that was present at the time, the testimony of the people that were there, it's None of it adds up. Right, right. And we know that, you know, number two through ten escaped. The Joseph Mengele's, yeah. the Skorzenskis, the Barty, Barbies, the Adolf Eichmanns. Right. So if all of them made it out, yeah, you know, right. but number one didn't, you're just like, come on. You know, if I'm sitting there with the president and um, yeah, they, all of his subordinates are standing next to him and all of us escape, but he doesn't. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah. come on now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right. Since uh, – Hunting Hiller, you, you you also have your the training company, uh, Sheepdog Training. Tell yeah. me about Sheepdog Training. Uh, so Sheepdog Response is a defensive tactics company for military and law enforcement. And uh, in the course of us running that company, we, we saw that law enforcement departments and military units have a huge um, deficit. You know, like there's this there you go. huge there's thing a gap missing. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this gap. So we tried to plug that gap. And we saw they didn't have the funds for it. So we started a nonprofit to help it, the Survival Fund. 
and um, you know we'll be holding a course in uh, like outside of Tampa, Florida, in um, yeah, in February coming up in Ocala, Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So you know we, we shoot, we fight, yep. we boot scoot, we keep blood in the good guys and, and and let blood out of the bad guys. Yeah, that's that's wonderful, and that's uh, that's down the road from us. We got uh, six, seven stations down there in Florida, so uh, we we're, we're gonna pop in. We're gonna nice. we're gonna we're gonna come say come hi. Down. We're gonna do that. Uh, uh, you know, we've all done some high-speed training in our, our career, but I'm sure not, uh, you know, ready to go and step into this one without uh, some pre-train up. But, uh, you know, we, we just want to come say hi and, you know, meet the rest of the crew and uh, and hope to be, you know, talking about Sheepdog response and you know for, for some time to come. Uh, I can hold a camera. Tell me about Sheepdog nice. Survival Fund. How does that work? Survival Fund, you know, the mission statement is to, is to equip and train military and law enforcement first responders. Okay. So finding a fire department that doesn't have tourniquets. Gotcha. Like, we give them tourniquets. You know, gotcha. we're finding um, a, a law enforcement department that they don't get the range time, they don't get right. the ammo that they need, so we we provide them that. Right. And um, we just try to fill the fill the void. That's right. all we're trying to do. Very cool. You're writing a book. When are we going to see that? Probably Q4 of 2018. Okay. Um, you know, it's I just want to inspire, I want to empower, and I want to encourage. And uh, that that book is all the dumb things that I've done every way that I've failed and um, hopefully people can not make those same mistakes. That's, that's, that's wonderful. Listen, thanks for joining us, Earl, Kevin, you guys are right down there. You, no, you yeah, just, we're good. We're, we're, I'm talking a million miles a minute. Yeah. That's how you work your shot show. Just keep be bopping. Where, where do people go to see you? Where do people go to follow you? Tim Kennedy, MMA. That's Twitter. That's Instagram. That's Facebook. And, uh, you know, Sheepdog response. You find me there. Ranger up. I'm, 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 I'm accessible. Uh, Tim, thanks for joining us. Uh, We'll, we'll see you in February. We'll come, we'll come say hi to you and the crew. And uh, folks, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the SHOT Show floor. We'll see you after the break. The Keltec PMR-30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey, Mike, you ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter. At work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech 
a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. Welcome back to the program. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live. From SHOT Show 2018, this is the Hometown Heroes Alliance segment of the program. Hey, they're dedicated to helping injured, hurt, and wounded heroes and the families of fallen heroes through adventures, compassion, and care. Check them out and get involved and make a donation today at hometownheroesalliance.org. That's hometownheroesalliance.org. Uh, you know, hey, listen, we're, we're back here on the shop floor. You know, listen, you're going to hear a little bit of little bit of background noise. We're, we're here. We're here, and, and, and it's going on. Yeah, it's we call loud. that the ambiance. It is the, it is the, it is the ambiance. Uh, that's a French word, it, it, ain't it, sir? We. Oui. It, it, <laughs> it is. Uh, listen, uh, what you're hearing there is, huh? is our good friend, Mark Serbu, and who is uh, who's a speaker of the French as well. No, no. My daughter has a degree in it, but I just know a little bit. And what and what you know what what does she do with that French degree? Works at Serbu Firearms, building guns. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Somebody that speaks French has to build guns, right? You oh. can teach guys to speak French. <laughs> there you go. Throw their That's, guns it. Down. <laughs> That's it. That's how it works. That's how it works. Mark you, me down on the floor. You wait. There for... Later, you will pay for that statement. <laughs> I'm going to beat you with this microphone. Boy, are you part French too? Seem like only it. the good parts. <laughs> only the good parts. That doesn't even make sense. But. <laughs> well, yeah. What can you say? He'll convince you of it, though. All right. <laughs> you know, he's a lawyer. So. He is. He is. Uh, Mark, you've been down there on the floor all day. Uh, you know, your boots is, is in a great location. How many how many years you've been down there? Uh, oh. Coming to Shot Show now. I mean, I've been coming to Shot Show since '99, I think. But we've had a booth since 2001, something. But yeah, we've had that location for at least six or seven years, and it is awesome because it's right at right at the transition from one hall to another. Yeah, yeah, it is. What uh, 
what if what did you uh, what did you bring this year? Tell me the products you you got down there that you brought from a Serbu Firearms. Okay, well you know what a marketing guy I am. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Crap. Well, what did we, what we pack? The GB22. Yes. And you oh, showed, you showed I love me that. the GB22 and that's, its latest iteration. What what do we got? Tell us about that. That's gun. all I care about too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just you know that the gun buyback 22. I designed it 16 years ago to turn into a gun buyback, and I actually did. And uh, it was open bolt, four parts really simple really cheap and i don't know just kind of revisited it years and years later and we actually sell plans we've been selling plans for a little over a year for them sold a bunch of them and did some videos on them but in the meantime i designed a closed bolt version that is really cool and i mean the thing's got a great trigger and it's fun to shoot it's super accurate and we've watched it on high speed video and it just like nothing moves like the barrel is absolutely still until the slide comes all the way back and smacks the frame, but yeah, that thing—it's—it's—we're it's, hoping to retail it for a hundred bucks, and yet you know it's threaded for a suppressor. It's half twenty-eight, right? Um, and it's just—I don't know. There's just something cool about it. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a gun guy. I'm not somebody who went into business to make money. I went into business to make guns. Right, right. And it's just a cool, cool gun. I don't know why, but and it comes with a little wrench. Yeah, a little really cute little wrench. <laughs> or a little barrel wrench to to put the suppressor on and off there, where, where the barrel nut is. Yeah, really uh, cool. The uh, Gun buyback 22, the, the GB 22. You said made for gun buybacks. What what uh, what was the reason for that? Oh, you know those stupid gun buybacks they have that that certain people think are actually going to take guns off the street. And, right. Yeah, because the criminals turn in all their guns to gun buybacks because you know you, you can't rob someone with your finger. You got to use right. your gun anyway. Right. It, it's all stupid, but you know it makes people feel good. And for us who like to game the system, it makes us feel really good. And yeah, so you, you make a gun that costs ten bucks worth of materials and a little bit of time, and you turn in and get a hundred dollar or two hundred dollar coupon or or even cash in some places. Right, right. Some states. So you can you can make out well with that. Yeah, I love it. Listen we talk about it all the time. Kevin, uh, you know, Earl here gun buybacks are uh, they're farcical. It's a waste of time, it's a waste of money, it's crap that's getting turned in. Uh, you know, it's our law enforcement that's whether they're volunteering to be there or whether they're getting paid to be there. It's it's just taking them away from you know the real duties and responsibilities. This is this is a place where people do exactly that. Uh, listen, I got an old grandpa's old crappy gun. Rather than just you know throw it in the you know, break it apart and throw it in the dumpster, let me take it down there and get a hundred bucks for it. Yeah. You know and you know take up everybody's time. Their stupid gun buy- buybacks don't work. Been proven over and over again that all they do is take money. Usually the government money, you know, that comes out of the funding from the people. So even if they get them donated, well, guess what? If you're donating five thousand dollars and I'm Walmart because I, I want to, you know, help get guns off the street, you, you know, Walmart doesn't give away money for free without the price going up somewhere else. <laughs> oh, They're yeah. business as well. Yep. So gun gun buybacks just it, it's a it's a lose lose scenario unless you make a gun called the GB22. Yeah. <laughs> then it's then it's a win win scenario. And you know what's funny is when I I first put the video out on that thing, I, I put a video out on the making of that gun, and it was going viral. It was uh, it was hitting a million views. And then all of a sudden, some idiot in South Korea basically made his own kind of, I don't know, sort of weaponized fireworks, basically, and killed a police officer with it. It was basically like a couple of boards with Roman candles loaded with projectiles duct taped to it. Wow. And he killed a cop. So all of a sudden, South Korea says, oh, my God, he learned this on the Internet. So they complained to YouTube, and YouTube... All of a sudden, came to like videos like mine. Yeah. They said, "Oh, your video is being demonetized because South Korea is banned it in their country." It's like, "Are you kidding me?" So, South Korea bans my gun video, 
and and then basically the whole thing went to crap. And I just I deleted it and I made a different version of it. Right. But it's so stupid. The whole the whole premise of gun buybacks is absurd. But we know we all know how to have, how to have fun with it. So. Well, yeah. Listen, I was talking to uh, uh, Alexander Rubian from uh, New Jersey Second Amendment Society. They've got uh, I guess the state up there has just authorized eight hundred thousand dollars to go towards gun buybacks. And he immediately called me and asked. How how can I get how can I get the GB22? How many I want, can I get? I, I, I and how many can I get? We'll airdrop them. <laughs> yeah, that's a, and I told them I said we might have to airdrop them into like neighboring Pennsylvania because you know, yeah, you've got to come in. get them. Yeah, but yeah. really they have they have this is it um, uh, when they have this gun buyback program in 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 New Jersey now you can't have any guns if you if you, know, if you don't have the proper paperwork you don't have the proper licensure you're you're, you're screwed absolutely so during the gun buybacks they do for 48 hours before the gun buybacks they have amnesty in the state so you if you're caught with the gun now i think if you go rob somebody there you're still going to get charged with armed robbery but if you're caught with the gun transporting it somewhere and as long as you say i'm on my way to the gun buyback you have amnesty for that uh, 48 hour period ahead of time well that's mighty nice of them well that's good i think that that helps us get the guns through pennsylvania to new jersey you know, that's <laughs> it. where are they we got to travel all over the state because they're going to yeah start, we need to put somebody else in face. charge of that logistics I'm just saying. You got a non-NFA super shorty? Who said that? <laughs> yeah, we kind of do. I, I forgot to mention that because it's not the GB22. <laughs> but Tell yeah. us about it. We got a couple minutes left. Well, Tell us know, about it. It's funny because I actually heard about this a long time ago from this guy who used to always like to tease the ATF and mess with them and <laughs> turn in all kinds of crazy stuff and get rulings on it. But anyway, he told me about this this version of a, a short barrel shotgun that could be considered a firearm and i guess the problem was back then this is pre uh pre uh, tactical brace you know sp right. tactical brace and so back then you had to have that long bird's head grip and you could have a 14 inch barrel and you could have a firearm as long as it's over 26 inches it could be a, a shotgun. rolling yeah 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 so but that that didn't appeal to me because that thing looked dumb so right and, and then all of a sudden now mossberg's doing them remington's doing them and now we've got a side folder SB tactical brace, and our barrel is eight and three quarters. It's a three plus one, and it's on a Mossberg. And it's actually we've got some patent pending technology in the in our new uh, barrel lug, and it's actually a really cool thing. And and we're blowing them out. Initial order price is uh, seven hundred fifty bucks here at the shot show. Wow. And our but, normal super short is about a grand. No, the, no, no. The barrel bayonet, brace. No, no, bayonet, no bayonet lug. No. The barrel brace. You can take the nut off. Yeah. Put a breacher on it. Yeah, yeah, you can. You could took the nut off, and put a bayonet lug. No, on it. no, that'll be specifically disallowed in the, in the manual. Hey, listen, I'm gonna uh, create an abomination of an abomination. I'm sure you will. Remember, it's, Mark's a gun guy. He's already thought of those. Yeah, I, I thought of a way to make sure you can't do. It. You, only, you can only point it backwards, which is what you should be doing with that. Kevin's looking for short barrel <laughs> weapons that he could put a bayonet on so he can clear uh, ships when he's uh, raiding them at sea. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly right. Time. So, uh, Mark, thanks for joining us again. Uh, you know, we, we always love you having on the program. We'll get you back on here again real soon. It's serbu.com. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. Love being around you guys, except for New Year's Eve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you had fun. Admit oh, it. Maybe. maybe. S-E-R-B-U, serbu.com. Check them out there. All the great toys, everything uh, that, that you can see. Uh, hey, listen, until we uh, until we talk to you next time, uh, which will be in about, an, about six minutes when we come on the next hour, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you're not ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. Remember, keep your head on a swivel. Hey, we'll see you in a few minutes. Stick around.
Maybe you'll get past the word bullpup. Maybe you'll be impressed with 11 innovations, like our patented downward shell ejection. But in the one millionth of a second it takes for innovation to ignite performance, it'll make you a believer. The Caltech RDB, the bullpup done right. Innovation, performance, Caltech. See more at caltechweapons.com. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Keltec Studios, with Mike and his team from the Arms Room. Conceal and carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear and more. You'll get it all right here, and you can connect with these guys right now. Call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now, here's Mike. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Mobile Caltech Studios. Hey, we are coming to you live from the 2018 SHOT Show floor. We have got, oh boy, just got more stuff, more people, more things going on here than, than we know what to do with. Uh, it's, it's, it's swag crazy, too. Swag crazy. It is, it, is, it is a swag crazy place. Hey, listen, we promise to continue to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. My name is Mike. I am your host, lead guitarist. Chief Cook and Bottle Washer, because uh, Earl's currently not here, so I am, I am assuming the duties of Chief Cook and Bottle Washer in his absence. Uh, he has wandered off to a, a free swag post. Somebody I, somebody said, Earl, free beard grooming uh, you know, products, and nope. he was gone, just like nope. that. He was out. He, nope. was out. He, he saw there was a new knife at the Emerson booth, and he lost his mind and ran that direction. To the, oh, to the Emerson? Well, listen, you can't beat a good Emerson knife. Well... You can. You still won't break. Two good Emerson knives. You, yeah, can, you still can't break. Right, right. Uh, hey, let me go around the room real quick. Uh, on my right, the right-hand man, the great-great, the great-great-great-great-great-grandson of Daniel Boone, who's off getting Emerson knife product beard grooming tips or something like that. Uh, please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Talk to corporate. Approve memos. Lead a workshop. Remember birthdays. And he's currently... Tweet, still out, chirp, still chirp, out, tweet, trying to find uh, find some some beard grooming products. So we'll move on to my left, the legal ninja, the courtroom assassin. Please welcome him back, Mr. Kevin Maxwell. Thank you, Michael. I would not abandon you. I no. I no, will no. never abandon you. You as I run toward the bunt cake. <laughs> you are my rock. You are my salvation. You are my inspiration and just keep handing me 20s i'll keep, I'll keep talking <laughs> just keep handing me 20s i'll keep talking oh, we can, we can, yeah. we'll do it all day long uh so uh kevin we had a, we had a break a couple of minutes there you get to you get to see any more tables i think you're up to 40 now in a day and a half yeah i i i, I almost got past the vending booth <laughs> almost past the, so you've and got then, to and then i heard you go wait come back right, right, right. craig is here yeah <laughs> Well, went, you know, it's Craig. I'm not going to leave you alone with Craig. I saw what happened the last time I did that. 
It wasn't me. It was just somebody that looked like me. That's all. That's all I can and say. And has your name in your wallet. Well, you know, identity theft is a, is a real thing. It's a real thing, man. First world problems. Who would possibly want to be you? That guy last night, evidently, <laughs> for a little while, for a little bit. So, hey, listen, we got some guests joining us here uh, this this part of the show. So let me uh, let me bring them in. I'm going to bring in first. You, you guys know him well. He's with us, you know, just about every other week. Uh, last night we were able to go out and booze with Deleuze at the Leatherneck Club. Uh, but uh, this week, uh, or right now, he's sitting with us. So please welcome back uh, Mr. Craig Deleuze from the Firearms Policy Coalition. It is always a pleasure to be here, gentlemen, especially when we get a chance to do it live. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, this is the goods. This is, this is how we get it done. This is, this is where we make the money. This is where we make the money right here. Uh, so how, how are you doing so far? How's SHOT Show going? SHOT Show is going quite well. Having a good time. Uh, we're doing a lot of interviews, you know, really just kind of talking to people, you know, throughout the industry. Right. And, uh, you know, making a lot of really good connections. And you, know, you also get the opportunity to just hang out with good folks. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's a it's it's a great place. It's like we talked about last night when we did the podcast with you. This is the place where everybody is. It doesn't matter if it's a uh, the 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 policy side. It doesn't matter if it's the product side. It doesn't matter if it's you know the media. The, yeah, the media side. Everybody's here. Everybody's here. Uh, now you've brought a guest with you that we hope yes, to uh, we start having on the program here with us a little more often. I'm going to let you introduce your guest. Well, you and know, then he'll be our guest after that. Well, you know the Firearms Policy Coalition, as we've been working to spread our wings as as the left seeks to expand uh, their their take try attempt to take our rights. Yes. Uh, so uh, we've gotten involved and engaged in both Oregon and Nevada. Right. Uh, not in a passive way, but in an aggressive way legislatively. Right. And uh, uh, Phil Watson is our man on the ground who's spearheading our efforts in the Northwest. Phil, welcome to the program. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, great, great to be here, guys. And um, I am the representative for FPC in Washington State and Oregon, and I lobby in the state capitals there in Salem and right. in Olympia. How long have you been uh, with uh, doing the Second Amendment lobbyist work? Well, lobbying specifically a little more than a year, okay. but m- before this, I was with the Second Amendment Foundation for five years, right. doing a lot of a lot of different stuff with the, with those guys there, right. Alan and um, Dave Workman and all, all that yeah. all that big team that they've got there. Great people, great yeah. people. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a great thing to be able to share the knowledge, share the wealth, and uh, and having you with Firearms Policy Coalition, I'm sure that makes. Well, maybe not. It makes Craig's life a little bit easier, I was going to say. But with all the nonsense coming out of the Pacific Northwest, it's probably just uh, more things to track and, and, and trying to, uh, you know, to counter. Uh, Washington's got some craziness going on again right now, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, testified on a bunch of different bills, five different bills uh, last week. And I'll be testifying again this week on Thursday uh, when I get back in town, and uh, it's not stopping anytime soon. I've been I've been fighting this fight in the Pacific Northwest ever since Bloomberg and his groups decided <laughs> to expand their battlefield in 2013 and 2014. Um, so we're it's we got to hunker down up there for sure. You know, it's a real benefit to have someone uh, on our team who knows who's there on the ground, who knows the players, yeah, uh, who knows the po- but also knows the policy. Uh, and understands what's going on, and, and by the way, isn't afraid to get up in front of legislators and and speak truth to power. Yeah, that's that's big. And again, it's you know you can you can have the knowledge, uh, but if you're too far away, it doesn't matter. And you can you can, and if you're too far away, you can't get up in front of the legislature and speak. But it's it's like you said, it's it's a wonderful thing to have somebody with the knowledge right there. 
That uh, uh, I, I have testified in such a circumstance before. And, sir, my hat's off to you. That is <laughs> that is not the most fun you can have on a Wednesday afternoon, let me tell you. Yeah, yeah Kevin, but your stuff was like, uh, of Senator, I'm sorry, that's classified. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that or I have no recollection yeah, of those events. <laughs> Senator, I, I have no recollection. Deny, I can either confirm, confirm nor deny. deny any operations currently without the Secretary's direct written authorization. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly right. So, uh but I don't do that anymore. No, no, no not no, at all. Not at all. No, no. Now, now it's like, Your Honor, I'm not so thick as I'm not yeah. so thick as you drunk I was. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's it. That's what. Well, that's what the client says. Right? <laughs> that's what the client says. There you go. Clean it up, you Actually, know? it's a, when I spin the pen and the judges go, Yeah, he wants something to say something, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> all right, Mr. Maxwell, you ready? Yeah. Are you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very, very nice. Very nice. So. Now we've got uh, we've got Phil joining us. We've got uh, Craig Deleuze from Firearms Policy Coalition. We're we're, we're coming up to the break in a couple of minutes. I'm I'm not even going to ask you guys if you can stick around. I'm just going to say that you're sticking around. Oh yeah, because we're not going to let you leave. Yeah, um, that's what, what the um, duct tapes were. Well, while we're heading to break, where where does everybody go? Where does everybody go to to uh, to, to and watch firearmspolicy.org or facebook.com forward slash gun policy. Do it one more time. Uh, firearmspolicy.org or facebook.com forward slash gun policy. Outstanding, and that's where I can go. I can go see my podcast. You can go see night. your podcast. Oh, we did last night. Oh yeah, booze with the lose was. Booze with the lose. It was. It was. It was. It was, it was getting. It, you could tell it was like starting to get out of hand after each segment. I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember seeing any alcohol there. So I'm, I don't know what you're talking about, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get into that in the second segment. Hey, stick around. We've got. Uh, we've got more program coming up for you. We're coming to you live from the Shot Show floor. You're listening to Arms Room Radio. The Kel-Tec Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Kel-Tec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey, Mike, ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter. At work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextlevel.training.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech 
a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio. We're coming to you live from the 2018 SHOT Show floor. We, I keep telling you, we keep coming into uh, you know all our new friends and all our old friends, and this is one of our very dear, very old friends that we uh, we love having on the program. He's, a, he's in demand everywhere. He's going to get to tell us some of the places he's testified, I'm going to ask him. Uh, it's, it's amazing the, where he is and what he's doing for, for our nation, for our Constitution, for our Second Amendment rights. Please welcome back to the program uh, Mr. Alan Gottlieb of the Second Amendment Foundation. Hey, it's really great to be back with you guys. It's been too long. It it it, it has, and and every time we send out a request, and you know, I, I get the he's in Czechoslovakia testifying right now, and I'm like, well, okay, <laughs> that's more important. That's more important than what I than the question I had for him. So, we understand. Where are some of the places you've been in the past year? In the past year, uh, I've I testified uh, before the uh, National Association of State Legislators in San Diego, California. I testified for the legislature in San Juan, Puerto Rico, the day of the, hur- the big hurricane hit. I remember I, that. I yep. got out just in time. I testified in Olympia, Washington, the state capitol there. 
I've given written testimony in a number number of other states. Uh, but it's not just testifying. I mean, I'm traveling a lot, uh, working with gun rights groups and organizations, organizing them, teaching them, uh, speaking in places, a lot of media appearances. So I'm on the road at least half the time. That's that's in- incredible. When you did, was it was Czechoslovakia? Uh, I've I've been in Prague. I've testified. I've, I've okay. testified. I've have worked in, in Moscow and in, in in Russia, uh, other country, Germany, France, uh, Italy, uh, Great Britain. Amazing, didn't, amazing. And it's not just here. So it's not just here in the states. Didn't didn't you help another country write their equivalent to the Second Amendment to their constitution? Uh, not related to the Constitution, but, uh, well, y- yes, but it's not passed yet. That's in Russia. Russia's working on trying to get a Second Amendment into their Constitution. But nice. I work with the, we're, we're, it's called work with the some, Bill of Rights. Work with <laughs> some uh, right-to-carry laws in, in the Soviet Union, in Moscow, where it's been very difficult to be able to have a gun to protect yourself. And Moscow, people don't realize, has some very heavy violent crime problems with, yeah. with a lot of people, uh, drug culture coming in from a lot of the... Uh, uh, Breakaway republics from the Soviet Union that now think they can get jobs in Moscow. They can't. They get there and they're dealing drugs. The crime is rampant in Moscow. I mean, it's like Chicago. It's, it's absolutely amazing. And again, I bring International that up because... reciprocity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you raised that because my argument is, is that uh, I'd rather fight for gun rights, uh, you know, abroad than fight for, have to fight for them in my own country. But a lot of these, these crazy ideas originate in other countries and then come here. We can't be an island where every other country's banned guns and we're the last country around because we, then we'll end up losing the whole fight, international yeah. fight. The George Soros, all the money internationally all comes aimed at us here. So I'd rather expand the playing field and take it and fight it there. Go fight you know, in their you know, backyard instead foreign of ours. Car- fight on foreign territory. Don't fight on my home territory. Who in Europe has the best, uh, let's call them personal defense rights, you know, firearms rights? Boy, personal defense in Europe is, is not a big thing. Right. Uh, I mean, they look, firearms rights are okay for you know for hunting and competitive shooting in a lot of the European countries, but self-defense is still an alien concept. In the general population and public, it's picking up a lot of support, especially with all the you know uh, immigrants that have come in from the Middle East, with all the violent crime uh, that's going on in, in a lot of the countries there. The, the self-defense has become a, a, a hot-button issue, which is then helps us, of course, push the right to keep their arms. It's amazing. I was over in Europe last summer and uh, and went to a lot of the historical sites, uh, recent historical sites, military historical sites, and I stood in some of the concentration camps and I talked to people, uh, you know, you know, my age, above the millennial age, and, and, and talked about firearms rights. And they were all, for the most part, very, very active in their communities, very active in their local politics, very active in, uh, in in having their voices heard. And when firearms were brought up, it was always, well, no, we just don't do that here. And and I know, you know, listen, I'm I'm a, I'm a member. Uh, of of Jewish the Jewish gun rights organization uh, and I'm not I'm not Jewish but it's the, the the battle cry of never again but I didn't hear that over there. Yeah, you know we I I helped found a group called the International Association for, for the Protection of Civilian Arms Rights IAPCAR. It's IAPCAR.org if anybody wanted to go to, on the internet with it. And we have like about almost 40 uh, affiliated organizations in like above 30 countries uh, around the globe where we all work together to defend gun rights. You know. You, you know, we talk here in the United States now with national reciprocity that your, your your gun rights shouldn't stop at your state border. Well, we argue your gun rights shouldn't stop at your national border. Gun, <laughs> gun rights, are, gun rights are human rights, and they should apply yeah, all over yeah. the globe. Absolutely right. Let's let me uh, switch gears for a minute here. Let me go to something you guys been working on recently up there, Second Amendment Foundation, with the suicide prevention. Yeah, this has really been a great success story. Uh, we got the legislature two years ago to pass legislation. To, to create a safer home suicide prevention education task force 
which I co-chair. Okay. The legislature, it, it, it's a creature of the legislature. And then this past year, the legislature granted us a lot of money uh, to be able to help in this area. Uh, and it's a public-private partnership, so we get p- private money and we'll go with the public money. Uh, Washington State has a suicide rate above the national average. And, you know, instead of demonizing guns and gun owners, the idea is to work with guns and gun owners to help prevent suicide. Because like it or not, guns are the, you know, are the major tool that gets used when people commit suicide. Unfortunately, it's the most effective means. It's not the only means. So our task force deals both with firearms and pharmaceuticals, which is the second largest area. Uh, and we've got all the pharmacists working on giving out education, you know, materials on, on suicide prevention with pharmaceuticals. We've got all the gun stores, gun ranges, gun clubs, gun shows, giving out and having exhibits on, on suicide prevention, you know, you know, to, to gun owners. Uh, get, we give, we've given out uh, free safety storage devices. We were able to help change in Washington State the anti-gun law that was passed, 591, which which was sort of a, a universal background check system. That you, without a background check, you, you couldn't hand anybody a gun. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, that's a problem on the suicide prevention because especially suicide is very high state with military veterans. Right. Vets trust other vets. You know, they're not going to give their gun over to the government. Right. But on a temporary transfer, they can say, hand it over to another vet to hold me while I'm going through a crisis. Well, then you'd be breaking the law and the other there would be a felony. So we got, the, we, we got the state to get rid of that, some of that. So in crisis times or emergency situations, the law doesn't apply now. And, and you can uh, transfer a firearm to somebody temporarily. Uh, we increased the number of family members that were, that were exempted from the transfer requirements before for the background checks, uh, which cost money and take time. And you have to then retransfer it back again and go through a gun dealer. Uh, we now increase various number of different kinds of family members that are exempt from it. So we've able to, you know, the other sides realize there is unintended consequences to some of their anti-gun legislation. And luckily we were able to actually, believe it or not, the legislature amended those unanimously. It took us two years to right. do it because you're not allowed to amend these initiatives for a two-year process. But we showed them, it, we, we told them about all the problems over there and everybody denied the problems. Then two years later, unanimously, they amended it to, to, to realize at least some of our concerns were valid. There, there's still problems with that law, uh, but at least we drove the first truck through the hole and uh, now that we're, we're going to bring the convoy on through nice this I mean, this 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 is huge first of all you know what 591 and that that kind of slipped through nobody there was no national news on that you know when 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 that was slipped through and it, like you said that was unanimous i mean that's that's got to be a, a clear vote for you know second member rights second member foundation well what was interesting as well the, the legislation they created a safer homes task force uh, name the Second Amendment Foundation in it that we that one of the co-chairs would be a Second Amendment Foundation representative, and there's an awful lot of anti-gun legislators. They they voted for it. That passed unanimously as well. So it was really amazing that we were able to even get the anti-gunners to recognize that gun owners could play a more vital part and, and and solve a lot of problems if you don't demonize guns, don't demonize gun owners, and don't mandate things against guns. That you know you can solve some problems, and this is all really more about solving problems and pushing gun control. Right. And and, and in a legislature that's now controlled by Democrats on both houses and a Democratic governor, they're not really necessarily gun friendly. It was absolutely amazing that we were able to, to, to at least at least strike some some balance there and get something passed that can be effective and doesn't hurt gun rights. And and getting back to the sewer pride for suicide prevention getting the money from the state this is an organization that the state and all the government that you fight with over there constantly when they violate second amendment rights yet you bring up suicide prevention and then they and they fund they they they, they pass legislation well it's hard for them not to do it because of the fact was we're working with the suicide prevention experts in in the health, public health community normally don't work with gun owners now they are right at the university of washington a lot of their researchers are working with us 
Uh, and it's interesting, these people aren't, aren't necessarily all pro-gun rights, but they're understanding and realizing if you really want to solve the problem, you've got to work with gun owners and gun rights groups and not antagonize them, attack them, uh, and demonize them, uh, or you're not going to solve the problem. So it's really taking a lot of the people in the public health community that used to be our, our, our big enemies of gun rights to back off, and that's a big thing as well. Yeah, but that probably didn't happen overnight. They didn't just wake up and say, we need to work with these gun rights groups. That takes a lot of it effort took, on your part. It took us about three years' worth of hard work. Uh, but now we're being copied and modeled. In fact, uh, last week I dealt with three uh, professors at the University of Colorado School of Medicine uh, with regards to do, imitating a similar program in the state of Colorado. Uh, Alan, we're running up against the break. you hang out with us again to do a little more radio? My pleasure. You're listening to uh, Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the SHOT Show floor. Our, our, our distinguished guest, Mr. Alan Gottlieb, will be back after the break. Cracked sidewalks and parking areas are a liability. Lawsuits are filed daily over trip and falls. Repair your sidewalk, driveway, or parking lot with Seal Coat Florida. Make your concrete or asphalt look new again. Seal Coat Florida patches, stripes, and resurfaces parking lots, walkways, and driveways. Seal Coat Florida has free estimates, flexible work schedules, and professional service. Call Seal Coat Florida at 321-385-SCFL. Online at sealcoatflorida.com. Seal Coat Florida, a proud sponsor of the Second Amendment and Arms Room Radio. Make your tactical rifle tactical and accessorize it with the latest gear from GunTech USA. Family owned and operated, GunTech USA manufactures tactical accessories for AR 15 and AR 308 platform style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality accessories for American shooting sports' favorite rifles. Choose GunTech USA for pistol grips, flash hiders, tactical scope mounts, slings, compensators, iron sights, and more. Keep your AR rifle cool under fire with GunTech USA's new free floating handguards. To locate a dealer near you or to Check out their vast selection of parts, accessories, and gun tech swag. Visit GUNTECUSA.com. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or have it done, make your tactical rifle tactical. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech USA, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment, the National Rifle Association, and the Wounded Warrior Project. Online at GUNTECUSA.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for 27 years and counting. Hey everybody, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. This is Kevin with Arms Room Radio. Need a lawyer? Need a gun? Need some legal advice? This is Earl with Arms Room Radio. You need some knowledge about firearms? Guess where you look. Make sure you check us out this week on Arms Room Radio, or you can check us out anytime at armsroomradio.com. If you miss it, you will never forgive yourself. Well, you might forgive yourself. Tune in to Arms Room Radio every Sunday night from 8 to 10 on News Radio 1025 WFLA. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. Hey, welcome back to uh, Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from. SHOT Show 2018, we are on the floor here continuing our conversation with 
Mr. Alan Gottlieb from the Second Amendment Foundation. Uh, Alan, we, uh, we, 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 we had some good conversation uh, first uh, first segment here. And, and Kevin, my co-host... The legal ninja is sitting here drooling at the moment uh, with some questions to ask you. Well, every time I get a chance to speak to Mr. Gottlieb, I ask him about, okay, are we are we ready? Can <laughs> I can I I have I have clients, I have cases, I'm ready, and he says, wait. <laughs> There's <laughs> wait, a plan. Wait, we have we're waiting on something, we're waiting on a cert. So you've got two cases, as I understand, that are going up on his motion for certiorari. Yeah, we've already filed those motions. It's, it's, these are really interesting cases. Uh, two cases. The first one, they're both out of California. They're both out of the Ninth Circuit, or Ninth Circus, as we like to say. Uh, the first case is known as Sylvester. California's got these crazy laws, as you know, and there's so many of them, it's hard to keep track of them. But one of the dumb ones in California is, if you're already a gun owner, You've already been through background checks. You already mm-hmm. own, say, 10 guns. Right. You go to buy gun number 11. Okay. And you go through the background check. You still have to wait 10 days before you can pick up the gun. What? There's no public interest in that at all. It, there's no crime. It has nothing to do with you know, criminality or crime or solving any problems. Because if you're going to commit a crime, you already got 10 guns. Yeah. So what's the story here? The, so the burden of proof on the government to show that that, that that is an okay infringement on Second Amendment rights is a very high standard. Well, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled our way. And then in Bank... You know, a, panel, a larger panel of judges in the Ninth Circuit overturned the appeals court ruling. So we have, we have that now on search of the Supreme Court. What's interesting is, as you know, they have a, you know they have the Supreme Court conferences each week to determine which cases they're going to take. Well, we've been through a couple conferences and we've been held over. And then something really unusual happened. They sort of were, on, we're sort of in a suspended animation right now because the Supreme Court justice decided, you know, we want to see the trial court re- transcripts to this case. Which is highly wait. They wanted to see the trial transcripts, which is highly unusual. Going all the way back down to the you know trial court, which means there's a very heavy interest in this particular yeah. case in the U.S. They Supreme they Court. Don't, they don't ask that question unless they're really looking at what they're going to do. Right, and it's not just the clerks at this point looking at what they're going to do. You got the judges involved in this. Yeah. So our attorneys are figuring it's one of three possible things. One, we're not going to win. It. We're not going to get get cert, but there's going to be a couple of judges that want to write a scathing dissent on why we should get cert. Or we're going to get cert. Or there's a third remote possibility as well, that they're going to not like the, the, the grounds or the way the appeals court dealt with it. And they're going to remand it back down with instructions to to review what they said. Yeah. And it might still come back up to the Supreme Court, but but could affect it you know, without a Supreme Court ruling. Uh, so this one I feel really, really confident about at this point that the, the judges are really you know into this case. Yeah, they're either going to tell you how to fix what you didn't do. They're going to fix what wasn't done. Or they're going to send a message back to the appellate and trial court. Hey, what part of your stupid did you not understand? Yeah. We already wrote this down once. Did you not understand it? Yeah. Stop go, thumbing, go st- fix it. Stop thumbing your nose at the Heller and McDonald yeah, decisions. Right. Yeah. Then the other case is known as Tierra. And this is really a, about zoning. It's a zoning case. In Alameda County, California, some people wanted to build a gun store. They went through all the all the zoning requirements and everything, and they would get granted permission by the zoning commission to open up a gun store. And then the anti-gun groups lobbied the county commissioners that we don't want a gun store in Alameda County. And so they changed the law that said you couldn't have a gun store anywhere within 500 feet of you know of people. Of people. Of people. That so, makes business hard. Yeah, that's going to be hard to do. So what happened is the only place in the county you can have a gun store really is in the outskirts and rural, rural areas where nobody's going to go buy a gun and, and it's not viable to have a business. So we won that case in the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. And again, an embank panel overturned that. And so we're in Supreme Court on that one as well. 
Uh, and, you know, let's be honest about it. Do you think the the, court, the appeals court in Bonk in California would have said you couldn't have a bookstore, you know, anywhere near people? Or you couldn't have an, an, an adult-type store anywhere near, you know, whatever? Or an abortion clinic anywhere near people? Or you'd have to go to the ne- next county. The woman, ju- federal, the woman federal judge on the Bonk panel who ruled against it said, well, it's constitutional because the people can go to another county and buy a gun. Mm-hmm. Could you see that applying to any other business that any any court would say? So this yeah, is again no. a case where I think the Supreme Court is really going to be interested in it and look at it as well, and where that cert petition is there waiting for them. And these are the only two cases dealing with gun rights in this whole session of the Supreme Court. So we're kind of excited. Uh, we're hoping that you know, in, in, in come October when, when they start you know hearing cases, that the two two cases will be there and there'll be Second Amendment Foundation cases. And of course, as you guys probably know. 80% plus of all the Second Amendment case laws supporting gun rights right now has been won by the Second Amendment Foundation and its, and its attorneys. So I'd like to get that 80 up, 80 to 85 or 90%, and we might be able to do it this year. It's all about metrics. Let's get those numbers yeah, moving. Yeah, exactly. I that work all the time. It's all about the metrics. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and, it and is. it's listen, you're already at 80%, and I think the reason you're not at 85% or 90% is because. Uh, because of resources. <laughs> yeah, we're now. I'm glad you brought that up because we're seeing now about every month, eighty to ninety thousand dollars in legal fees, and these are cut rate prices. But attorneys discount us, you know, and it's oh. it's costing a small fortune. <laughs> uh, and makes, just makes my just, just chills me to bone. Yeah, you don't, you don't like that word discount. Discounted yeah. attorneys. Yeah, and, and we're and we're at the point where unfortunately gun owners think the battle's over because Trump's in the White House, right. Republicans control Congress. Oh sure. I don't have to get involved anymore. So it's harder and harder for us to raise the money for this, and the costs are going up and up and up. We have over 30 cases going on right now in federal court wow. uh, to, to support gun rights uh, and uh, extend our Second Amendment rights. So right, and right now is the time to really strike. Uh, but, boy, I'll tell you, it's really hard to raise the dollars to, to fund these cases. That's listen. We continue to pump it all the time. We, we we run the spots and we talk about Second Amendment Foundation, everything we can, folks. We talk about it. And we say, you know, get with your state organizations. Well, here's a national organization. This is one you need to be joining. You need to be you need to be making donations. You're already a member. Make another donation because, like uh, like uh, Mr. Gottlieb said, with without those without those resources, those those numbers are going to start to come, slide down. Come come to the conference. Come to the conference, and that's exactly the next one I want to bring up. We're going to be doing the next. You're going to be doing the next gun rights policy conference in uh, in Chicago, of all places. Well, in, fa- in fairness, we're really in Oakmont, Illinois, which is by O'Hare Airport, Chicago's airport. We're just outside the city limits, but it, you're obviously in the belly of the beast. In the, in, 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 it's still in Cook County, so you're in Cook County, Chicago area. Uh, and it, yes, uh, September I'm telling 21, you when he said two and that? three. It, it made me think about the first Continental Congress being held in the House of Lords in London. <laughs> well, well, maybe we should have done that because then maybe we'd be owning and controlling London and it would be, it'd be free and they'd have guns in London yeah. now. Yeah, yeah the, the acid attack capital of the world. I would much rather push the battle to the enemy's playing field rather than have the, 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 the playing field shrinking all the time and us you know, fighting for gun rights in less and less territory. That, that I'm for expanding a, the territory where people are allowed to own firearms and have firearms freedom. That that is Sun Tzu. Fight your enemy where they aren't. Well, yeah, absolutely, absolutely right. Uh, any resistance, any pushback from Chicago at all, or, or you know, I know we're going to be just outside the city limits. Heard anything from them at all on this? Uh, no, obviously they're probably not happy we're there, right, right, particularly right. the fact that we're their arch enemies, enemy. Because you got to realize, McDonald v. Chicago, you know, major Supreme Court suit, we won it. Ezel versus Chicago, uh, suit that knocked out of Chicago's ban on gun ranges, we won it. Ezel two. Knocked out Chicago's regulations on gun ranges. We won it. 
Moore versus Madigan, the right to carry in Illinois. We knocked out the ban on carry. We won it. They don't want to see us there, and that's why we're going there. I know as a matter of <laughs> customs and courtesy, when we've gone to these, uh, the, the Gun Rights Policy Conference, you invite the, the governor and the mayor. Will, will, will that be the same case here for We will Chicago? definitely invite the governor and the mayor. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the governor uh, right now is not a really anti-gun. He's not 100% in favor with us. Right. But the mayor, uh, Rahm Emanuel, I'm sure he will probably, he'll probably find a reason to be out of the country. <laughs> yeah, he was, I, I was going to make it, but, you know, I was in Swahili. You know, I was, <laughs> I was, I heard they had some, I had some new papaya I was going to go, go eat. But, yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's that's ridiculous. I have a question. We got we got about a minute left. Are we going to see national reciprocity pass before the midterms? Uh, I don't know. Right now, we're about two votes short from breaking the Democratic filibuster. We need 60 votes in the Senate. Uh, we have a majority, but we need the 60 votes. And if the bill were brought up today, I don't think we'd get it. So we have to work on a couple more senators. There's a chance we might be able to get it through. There's a chance with a few changes made in the law, we pick up those senators and some amendments. Uh, but we may need to go through uh, and, and the midterms, and gun owners may need to re- exercise some more muscle in, in the midterms to make it happen. It's a, you know, it's something we all want to hear. We want to see it. Uh, we want to see it reach the floor. We want to see it get to a vote. Uh, but we want it to be when it's going to pass as well. You know, like you said. Yeah, a lot, a lot of gun owners are upset that it hasn't been brought up for vote yet in the Senate, and they're picking on Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. But Mitch knows where the votes are right now, right. and he's, he wants to bring it up when we win, not when we lose. Alan, thank you for joining us on the program. It's always an honor to have you with us. Uh, we look forward to GRPC and any event we get to do with you, and then when we have you back on the air. Uh, um, folks, it's saf.org, saf.org for everything that they do. Thank you again, sir. You listen to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. See you after the break. This is no ordinary shotgun. Not with innovative dual-tube magazines that hold a dozen 12-gauge rounds, plus one in the chamber. And in the one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, the ordinary tactical shotgun became obsolete. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey, Mike, you ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech. 
a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the mobile Caltech Studios. We are here at SHOT Show 2018, live on the floor. On the floor, here we are. It's a... it's been a, it's been a, it's been a great time. We're having a great time. We're meeting we're meeting people. This is an incredible event we got going on here, and again we're meeting fascinating people, seeing fascinating products. And Kevin, you you went down there on the floor. I, you you I, found you found something special. I got I got a press release a while back that uh, G2 had come out with a 380 version of their ammunition. And and to tell you, um, I I have Chris here with G2, and. I got two boxes of that stuff. One of them immediately got stolen from me by somebody. Right. And the second I one, I know nothing. I took, uh, I took and shot a pig carcass. Okay. And the the pig was a dead. Right. At the time, it had already expired right. through another method. Yeah. That had nothing to old. do with me. It was me. an old pig. It, it did, old had pig. nothing to yeah, do with me. Yeah, he lived a long, full uh, life. So yeah. <laughs> I didn't shoot any live pigs, although the YouTube is full of a. Yeah. The live pigs getting killed with the G2. Right, right. Well, that, those those were uh, those pigs had been convicted of a crime. And oh, it was a capital was, crime. Yeah, it was a capital crime. And yeah. they were outside of this country. Yeah, exactly so right. So it, yeah. it was more of a pig rendition. Yeah, it's uh, true. But, it's true. But you, you distract me. Stop. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> we the, we the, can do this forever. The 380 we round. Sometimes we do. The 380 round um, performed better in the three platforms that I fired it out of than I had even begun to... I, I was concerned it wasn't going to feed. I used it in a 380 problem. bodyguard. A big problem with, with 380s because of the angle of the ramps, and uh, you start putting hollow points or or, or or jacketed ammo in there, and it grabs that ramp and, and won't, won't feed correctly. So, yeah, I, I a real a, problem. I used a 380 bodyguard. Yep. I used a Caltech 3AT. Right. That's the three with the A and the T. Uh, right, yeah, Mike, yeah. you remember no, that, right? It took me to, and, and one day I, I sat there and went, oh, I get it. <laughs> I get it. And then, then I tried it in the uh, 
and the Ruger LCR. It fed fine in all of them. Right. I, I, I only used one mag full right. of each just to try feeding. And then I shot the pig with a bodyguard because right. I like the bodyguard. Yeah. And uh, I and would not want to be on the other end of that. But after Chris came up here, and Chris, say hi, Chris. Hi. Yeah. He's making a 12-gauge shotgun shell. And I just don't know. I, I'm not. I, I don't know anybody I would ever be mad enough at. Yeah. Kevin, describe the ammo. Describe the 380, what it, it looks like for it, those out no, there. No, I'm going to let Chris describe. And I'll oh, okay. continue on from Kevin. Yeah. Um, essentially, what we've done is create a CNC machine. Uh, we pull it completely out of brass. Um, originally, we made our handgun round out of brass. Right. But then the ATF come knocking and said, no, you're not going to do that. Yeah, of course. So we yeah. switched over to copper. But in the shotgun, we're allowed to do brass. So what we got is 303 grain traveling 1,450 feet per second. We built this purely for self-defense. Um, I know everybody loves to rip, and they want to go hunting with it. In the shotgun, no. This is smooth bore. No choke. Some, no, no choke. choke. No, no choke. modified barrel. Someone is in your house, and you've got to deal with it. So what you're going to get out of our little guy here is just like the rip, once it hits, it's going to pretty much fragment off about eight to nine inches in a circle, taking out whatever happens to be in that circle. And the base plate is going to continue to the back of the object. Um, no over penetration. Every bit of the energy dumps inside your target. I think and we're not safe, playing with this one. I think it's the safest round you can possibly use in yep. your handgun. It just doesn't overpenetrate. That's and the it. Thing, we the do thing, it with all ours. The, the problem you got with a round that overpenetrates, nine-millimeter jacketed round. When that exits the target you intended it to be in, it's not got a lawyer attached to it. These don't come out. They just don't come out. They just, I mean, none of the ones I fired in the pit carcass, and I, I shot that thing from probably about four steps. Uh, I mean, it's a 380, and I'm old. So I didn't, you know, I didn't want to get too far away. Um, but even uh, we, of course, test extensively. Even the 45 or you know the higher power grounds, if it exits, it exits with so little energy left because it's already dumped in the target that it's kind of a little poop. Yeah. That's just, not going to hurt someone else behind the target. That's that's the way to be. Now, that is the way to be. These, the, I'm looking at the 380 round. I want to ask you some questions about the 12 gauge also. But the, the 380 has got, for those that are not familiar with the rip rounds, and again, we'll post it up here on the website so you can see it or go to the Facebook page. You can see the pictures of them while we're, while we're talking about it. The rip round has, I, I mean, for lack of a better term, it almost looks like a bullet made of flechettes. You know, it's, it's individual, like tiny little spears. That, it's, that, it's machined out of a single block of yes, material. Yes, That's yes. a single copper. block. Yeah, it's not yes, flechettes by any means. It's just no, copper. it's definitely it's, not flechettes. Yeah, it's, but it's it's tiny little single pieces. Uh, it, it's, and I'm guessing you, you chose to go with the the copper because if you went with the anything else, it would be too light. I think. What? Well, all right. You always deal with uh, mass versus velocity, right. No matter what. So even though it's lighter, we travel faster. Right. So we're still dumping the same amount of energy. Any, um, any and, issues with the um, 
Again, what do, you, what do you call them? I mean, they're not pochettes, and I, I, we're not supposed to call them All right, them that. We, we call them pedals. Pedals, there we go, perfect. And we yeah. also call them trocars because something that's special to just our ammunition is the trocar tip. Okay. And what that allows is penetration right. through leather, through denim, through car doors, I see that. through uh, yeah. windshields. You don't get that traditional hollow point stoppage when you get to a you get a tough material like that. And we do not fragment until we hit soft tissue. That was the next question. Is any problems with the uh, fragment coming apart, nope. uh, changing trajectory at all while it, this is in it flight? Or? Only fragments. Uh, we call it a controlled failure. I okay. know most people don't like the word failure. But we call it a controlled failure. Right. When right. it fills up the hollow point with soft tissue, be it, um, let's just say meat. Right. Let's just say um, we can do it with gel blocks. Yeah. Obviously, we show that everywhere. Yeah, yeah. That creates the failure that then creates the fragmentation of okay. the round. And you can basically shoot our rounds a hundred times. Right. You're going to get the exact same. That's perfect. Failure. Yeah, Consistency is the key. <laughs> yep. You know, I know it's weird to call it a failure, but oh, that's no. what it is. No, listen, it's, a, it's, it's exactly what it is. Um, the 12-gauge round, it, I'm looking at it. It looks like, I mean, the way the design, and I'm not the, you know, the mechanical engineer you are, but no, it, neither am I, sir. It, it's, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I was pointing to Kevin. I, I yeah, yeah. crayon. Crayon on a bar napkin? <laughs> yep. That's me. Uh, does this uh, give it the rifled slug effect? So is that what we're looking at? No. Okay. Um, that's aesthetics. Okay. And it does create very sharp edges right. for the continuance of the base plate Okay. doing as much damage and taking care of the problem right. as it can. That's, I thought the same thing when I first saw it is that you just created a rip hunting round that's basically looks like a rifled slug. Right. And, yeah. it, and it has it the look of a rifled slug. And it would do the same job, but just, you know, aesthetically, why not? Yeah. Right, absolutely. Now, where the rip's been on the market for what, four years now. Four years, okay. Yeah. That's, I was going to say three, a little bit and, more than I thought. Four. Um, that's uh, prices compared to traditional defense ammo? Triple. Um, we took all the amazing uh, geometries that's on the outside of our rip line and our civic duty line right. and put it on the inside of projectile. Right. And so what that means is we can uh, machine that projectile twice as fast. Um, I would say it's 90% as effective as a rip. The right. rip is the Ferrari. Yes. You yes. know, it's it. Yeah. But if you don't want to spend that kind of money, right. the Talos is half the price for about 90% of the effectiveness. That's it. That's wonderful. Uh, Chris, how can everybody uh, get a hold of you? How can everybody see the products? Uh, we're, I hate to say it, all over YouTube. Nice. We went viral, baby. <laughs> nice. Um, 30 to 40 million views. You guys can add a few more views. Right. Um. Look. Dealers have it. If they don't have it, all you have to say is get it from your distributor. There you go. And, yeah, and they have them. We've seen they'll it. They'll have it within yep. a few days. Check it out. Go to YouTube. Look at Rip Rounds, and uh, and, and, and you guys are going to love it. Hey, listen, uh, that's it for the program today. Coming to hear from, from the SHOT Show. We appreciate everybody listening. We thank all of our guests, and uh, you know, stick around. we got more show coming back up for you next week. Until then, please, please, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you are ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. Remember... Keep your head on a swivel.
the Kel-Tec PMR-30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. 